Hi, everyone. Jim Rizzoli here with uh, Bill Fink. Uh, you don't mind me if I call you Bill, do you? Not at all. Okay. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, the Christian identity movement and uh, what they believe. And uh, with me also is uh, Diane King, if we can hear her. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, anyway, um, Bill, there's been a lot of talk uh, on on my my BitChute site in other sites dealing with this Christian identity movement situation. And it always comes up in conversation, especially dealing with the white nationalist movement. Um, and I just, just want to try to get an idea because are they synonymous, the white nationalist movement with the Christian identity movement? No, I certainly would not consider them synonymous. Most white nationalists are not Christian identity, in, in my opinion. Many of them are pagans. Some of them are Greek Orthodox or Eastern Orthodox. A lot of them are just atheists. It, it's white nationalists come in every flavor. I even despise being called a white nationalist because okay. I... It, it's, um, I mean, Milo Yiannopoulos, that faggot, could be called a white nationalist. So I have nothing to do with that. Um, right. But you could see why I asked the question. <laughs> right. I mean, um, it, it, it almost seems like when you talk to white nationalists, the Christian identity always comes up. You know, that's why I asked. I mean, I'm again, I, I don't really know. I'm just asking. Okay. Uh, um. But I do, I do have a question for you because you weren't born a, uh, I mean, you weren't born a Christian identity type of guy, right? I mean, you were born uh, into a, a a religion or whatever. So how did how did you come into uh, your understanding of of Christian identity? Right, I, I was actually born white. I I, I was born. Mo most of my ancestors are Protestants, but I was raised a Roman Catholic because of the family circumstances, right? My mother was a, a Yankee Baptist from Framingham, Massachusetts in Milford. And she was adopted as a young girl by a Lithuanian Catholic. So she was raised Catholic and I was raised Catholic for that reason. But that's okay because it saved me being young and in New Jersey, it saved me from going to school with niggers because there were no black Catholics. So that was you, the, you, the, the you bright born, side. Of, you, you said you were born in Framingham? No, my mother was. was My mother was, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my great-grandfather, yes. Is that the name? Your last name is still is Fink? I mean, it's, no, this is my mother's family. Well, so that, what was, I mean, I'm, I'm, I live in Framingham. I mean, I'm yeah, saying. I know. That's why I mentioned it. My, my yeah, great, okay. my great, <laughs> my great, great uncle. The last time I was in Framingham was at my great, great uncle's house. He's dead now, but he lived at 50 America Street in Framingham. What? Oh, my goodness. You, you live right down the street from us. All right. Isn't that funny, huh? Yeah, that's a small I'm just, world. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to place you, you know, um, because you, you had to go, you had to go. Did you did you go to the schools in Framingham? No, I was raised in New Jersey. My mother was raised in Framingham and Milford. Okay, there you go. Isn't that funny? You know, my um, my dad came from Milford, and uh, and I was born in Framingham. It's <laughs> just the opposite. Well, I didn't want to get you off the topic, but but 
that area was um, well well known to me in my childhood. Not not so much as an adult. The the M's oh, Milford I, I, and Milford okay, and Medford. Right. Uh, okay, so you uh, you were brought up like like I was brought up Catholic. You had a, you were brought up Catholic and. You had another religion. Okay, so how did you get into the Christ Christian identity then? I mean, something there had to be an epiphany or something happened with. Well, well, it's you, a long story, that, right? I, I mean, something hit you. I, I grew up, I grew up in in an urban area, and I grew up a racist, and I ended up in law enforcement, and from there I ended up in a civil rights case, and I ended up in prison. I didn't go to prison to find Jesus, believe me. But I had 12 years on my hands, actually 14 almost, where I didn't have a whole lot to do. And I found this young man that has some Christian identity literature, and he introduced it to me. And I had already been well-versed in the conspiratorial side of history. So I read this Christian identity literature, and I thought to myself that this would change my whole view of practically everything, because I was an apostate Catholic. I, I rejected most of the Roman Catholic teachings as a child and stopped going to Roman Catholic Church after seventh grade. I, I couldn't believe in 99% of it, right? But I always believed in God. I always believed there was a God. I rejected um, evolution. I was well-read as a young man. I, I had um, read a lot of the modern scientific books, and I thought that 90% of them were just as much bullshit as the Roman Catholic Church doctrines. So okay. I found Christian identity, and I read the Bible for the first time just to see what was there, and I decided that I had to study that more deeply, because if it's true, it exposes all of the lies of the Jews, well, who never tell the truth about anything, and... and I spent the next 12 years studying ancient history, um, ancient religious texts. I taught myself how to read Greek. I translated the New Testament for myself, and I have that available now at my website. It's all in text. Nobody has to buy anything. It's all free. And all of my historical studies are also available at my website. So I did that for 12 straight years in prison. And when I got out, I continued to do that. And that's all I've done now for 25 years. Okay. So, do you mind if I ask, well, how, how did you get in jail? I was in law enforcement. I caught a civil rights case. Oh, okay. I, I know, but you ended up in jail, right? Yeah. Well, I caught the case. I mean, I ended up in federal prison, right? All right. So, someone, someone filed charges against you. Yeah. All right, so that obviously someone's going to use. You have to understand when you're dealing with, uh, you know, people that go to jail, you know, and I understand how jail works. You can go to jail being innocent, believe me, and you you can get framed to go to jail. So I'm, I I don't know what your case was about or whatever, but when when people will bring up your name, uh, that's one thing I heard someone say about you that that happened, but that, that I, that's all I heard. So. So I don't know anything more about it, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, so, I mean, I don't cry over it. I made the best of my time, and I spent the whole time studying. 
Okay. And, and it was conspiratorial history and Christian identity that, that, that encouraged me to study. And I spent 12 years doing that. And the more I studied it, and the more I studied ancient history, and, and I mean actually reading a lot of the Greek and Roman classics, which, which I have here on my shelf, and I've read them all, and tomes of archaeological inscriptions, which I have here. Spending all that time reading and studying, I discovered the Christian identity is true, and that's why I'm still here. That's why that's right, what now, I would do. You, would you say that? Well, let, let me ask you this. You're, you're learning about Christian identity. Would you say that you learn most of it in jail? You know, I really can't say that anymore. I, I mean, I've been studying for, you never stop studying. You never stop learning. You never stop studying. You never start, stop pursuing new avenues of investigation. So did I learn most of it in jail? Probably, but I've learned just as much since. Okay. Well, that I, I just look at it that uh, if you're in jail and you're in if you're hanging out with the whites, uh, then that you know the, the white people, then obviously that's going to give you a, that's that that's going to give you a slant in that direction, right? I mean, I would think so. Well, yes, it did, and and that helped me get started because that's how I was introduced to the subject. But I studied it independently and on my own, trying to prove it to myself because I was I, I looked at it critically. Everything I I encounter, I look at critically. I don't accept anything blindly. I, I want to see the premises and, and all the underlying evidence to see if something's true. And that's how I approach Christian okay. identity, and that's how I approach the Bible and, and everything I do today. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so now let's get into uh, some of your, your Christian identity beliefs because, I mean, you know, I'm, I kind of been looking at it. I just started looking into it, so I don't know a lot about it. And... Um, Looking, looking for my end, it looks racist. All right, I mean that. I mean, I'm just being honest. Well, it's absolutely I mean, racist. Blacks. I'm you, absolutely you don't like racist. Blacks. I, I don't back off of I that mean, term. Yeah. Well, I'm know. an absolute racist. Okay, so you you admit that? I I don't think it's an admission. It's just the truth. Okay, if I, no, that's fine. I mean, I'm not. If I say that I admit being saying, racist, that well, makes it sound like there's yeah, something wrong admit. with being racist. Okay, that, that's fine. There's nothing All wrong right. with it. It's natural to be racist. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, but now you you use the Bible now as, as being the book that, that uh, tries to back up that racism, right? Well, well, I don't use the Bible to back up my racism. The Bible's a racist book. The Bible's the most racist okay. book ever written. Okay. Kill all the Canaanites, right? Why? Because of their race. Yeah. I, I could right. go on and on. I could provide plenty of evidence to back up my my assertions. But the Bible is a racist book. Jesus was a racist. Go to Revelation chapter 2. He speaks about Jezebel and those that commit fornication with her, how he would punish them. And he says that I will kill their children with death. And he means that. So Jesus kills children, Revelation chapter two. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I I have to look at the whole context of that. You know, what what the context is. Yes, I understand um, that. But fornication is race mixing. Fornication can be other things. 
other um, ways to have illicit sex, including prostitution. But fornication in scripture is race mixing. I have three or four citations to prove that. Um, the Apostle Jude, Jude 7, fornication is the pursuit of strange flesh in the King James Version. That word strange is the Greek word heteros. It means different. The pursuit of different flesh is how Jude describes fornication. Paul of Tarsus used the word fornication to describe a race-mixing event between the Israelites and the Moabites and what happened in Numbers chapter 25. So he advised the Corinthians, who were Dorian Greeks, not to commit fornication as their ancestors had committed fornication. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I have other passages where I could establish, and in secular Greek writing, the writings of Plato, Diodorus Siculus, Strabo of Cappadocia, I have all the citations in my papers on my website to show that that word fornication refers to race mixing. It can refer to other things like prostitution, and that's fine, but it refers to race mixing. Okay. Well, what, what, hap what happens if, so, you, so you're, you're looking at it from someone of a, another race, but what happens if two whites had fornicated? Well, well, how do you def how would you describe fornication between two whites? No, I mean, if, two, if two white people, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just you know, if two you're, you're saying two people of different races, what happens if and that's fornication? But what happens if two white people, uh, a man and a woman, could even be in a guy and a guy? It doesn't matter. It's all bad. But they 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 have sex and they're not married. Isn't that fornication too? Well, you could say that fornication, one sort of fornication would be having sex without any intention to marry, right? Yeah. Two guys together don't fornicate. That's sodomy. That's sodomy. They can't marry. That's okay. just sodomy. It, it's, um, and it's evil. It's wicked. And, and it should be. In the, in, in, if we lived in a just world, sodomy would be punished severely. Yeah. If we lived in a just world, but we don't, we live in a Jewish world. Right, and, but and back everything, to my, my question, though, I mean... Everything evil is good in the Jewish world, and everything good is evil. Right, but if, but if, if a black and a white have sex, that you, you look at that as bad, but if two white people have sex, they're not married, you don't look at that as bad? Well, well you know, the Bible defines marriage differently than you may. And it certainly defines it differently in the Roman Catholic Church. In, in, in the scripture, in the eyes of the scripture, if two white adults, a male and a female, provided it's a male and a female, <laughs> are having a sexual relationship, they are married. Unless one of them was already married, and then they're not married, then they're committing adultery. It's that simple. There's no such thing as sex outside of marriage. That, that's a Roman Catholic Church lie. If you take a young woman and you lay with her and she was not married, now you're married to her. That's the way the scripture looks at it. Right, but that's not how the world looks at it. I mean, the, Well, the, well, the hell with the world. I don't give a damn they, about the world. They have sex with anybody they want, right? I mean, of course they I do. Mean, so they've all been married a hundred times. Look, they have sex with one person. 
next day have sex with somebody else. They don't look at it like they're married to them. Right. And and you could consider that fornication because it's having sex without any intent to marry. And, and that's right. fine. But it's not race mixing okay. fornication, so which is different. Point. So go back to my point. OK, because we still didn't get an answer for that. So if a black woman and a white guy has sex, that's something punishable by death, according to what you feel. Yes. But then if a white woman and a white guy has sex and then the next day sex with somebody else was sex, you don't. Consider well, no, that, that would be also punishable. That would also be punishable. That's adultery. No, that's You're committing serial that adultery. A, that was a punishable uh, thing by death, too, wasn't it? Yes, it is. OK. Well, I just I just wanted to get that straight because it almost sounded like you were saying one could do it and the other couldn't do it. No, 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 no. The only difference is the children. Okay. A, a white child who's born in that sort of relationship is still a white child. A, a mulatto child is a bastard and should be rejected. That's the difference. All right. Um, all right. Let me get back to let's get back to the beginning, the Genesis. Because this is this is where things kind of go awry, and and how this all comes about, in my in my estimation. Because for some, I mean, again, I don't know a hundred percent what's going on here. So you tell me along. So um, you you feel that? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You feel that Eve or Eve had sex with Satan? Is that what you say? What? Are your group says. Yes, Eve had sex with a Satan. I wouldn't necessarily call it Satan. I would call it a Satan. Yeah, but where where is that biblically? You, you, you. See, where is that I don't biblically? Mind you Let me explain. Saying something, but Let you me say explain. stuff that I, I don't see where it is. I, mean, I don't see. <laughs> Let me explain. You know, I'm looking for where does it say this? Okay, first I, I have a paper on on my website, Semitic idioms in Genesis chapter three which demonstrates that a lot of the language used uh, is a lot of the phrases and words used are idioms which were used of sexual relationships in the ancient world. And I cite very similar language from what we see in Genesis chapter 3. I cite in the Epic of Gilgamesh, which was very popular Akkadian, meaning Assyrian literature, at the time that Moses wrote. And Moses, having been educated in Pharaoh's household in Egypt, in, in a rich environment, and in, in the household of a king, he would have been trained in literature from all of the surrounding nations after the manner of, of a prince's education, which is normal. It, it's typical. So Moses certainly would have been familiar with the Epic of Gilgamesh, which was written in a Semitic language that's very similar to Hebrew. So he happened to use some of the same phrases and idioms that we find in the Epic of Gilgamesh that relate to sexual relations. So there's ways to prove that Genesis 3 is a parable about a sexual relationship. Well, that's your opinion. Well, that's my opinion, but it, 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 I can uphold it and defend it. And I, I've already done that in papers but, on my website. But, 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 Bill, really, honestly, that is, that is, see, here's the deal. I'm a Bible guy myself, and I look at the Bible kind of like you read it, 
and it tells you what it says. It's not complicated. Some things are hard to understand, but you know, you, you read a scripture, Jesus said this, and this is what it meant. And I I don't see it, but again, I'm... Well, well that's fine, but are you here to find out what I believe or to debate it with me? Right. But no, no, I, I, but, but let, let's get back down to the basics. I'm not done, right? Uh, Matthew right. chapter 13. This is, this is all based on your well, well, you know what? Anybody that opens up their mouth about the Bible is just stating their opinion. Yeah. And I, I really don't care about opposing opinions because none of them are true. And I'm arrogant about what I believe, but I'm confident about it. I don't care about other opinions. They're not valid. I, I understand. All right. That being said. Right, so Now, let right. me finish. In Matthew chapter 13, the apostle wrote of Christ and the parable of the wheat and the tares. And he said that Christ had come to reveal things kept secret since the foundation of the world. Now, if you accept that, and you should, then you have to understand that not everything that happened before the creation of Adam is recorded in the book of Genesis. Otherwise, things could not have been kept secret since the foundation of the world. In that context was the parable of the wheat and the tares given, where the wheat was sown ostensibly by God, and the tares being people, were sown among the wheat by the devil. Okay, now let's set that aside. There's other ways that I could prove, from Genesis chapter 3 and Genesis chapter 6, that the same sin was committed in both episodes, and that sin was race-mixing. There's one commandment given in the garden, not to touch of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the only commandment, and that's the commandment that Adam and Eve were punished for. But that also must be the commandment that the people of Noah's generation were punished for, because they were punished. And as Paul of Tarsus explains in Romans chapter 5, sin is not imputed where there is no law. So if sin is not imputed, what were they punished for? Not even Cain was punished for murder, because there was no law against murder. I'll tell you what they were punished for. They were punished for having sexual relations, relations with the fallen angels because that was the only law was not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I would assert that that tree is the fallen angels, which the serpent represented in Genesis chapter 3. There's other ways from the Bible that I could also prove that what I believe is true. But that's two of them I just gave you. Okay. Um, all right. So, getting back to Genesis. Okay. So Eve has sex with some Satan uh, creature, and she has offspring. So that, to you, is the 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 bad offspring of the world, right? That's what you're saying. No, that's not the entire bad offspring of the world. That tree right, of right, the knowledge right. of good and evil is an entire race of these fallen angels. And okay. that's explained in Revelation chapter 12, and it's mentioned in Luke chapter 10, and elsewhere in the New Testament. That entire race of fallen angels, one of those individuals seduced Eve. And he was called the serpent for that reason. So that 
seduction and people might say, oh, what about Genesis chapter 4, 1, where it says that Cain is Adam's son? And I'll get to that in a moment. But that seduction is what caused the enmity between those two races, and Cain was the product of that seduction. Now, it looks like Cain is the son of Adam in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, but the Hebrew of Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, is demonstrably corrupt. And not only the Hebrew, but if you've ever heard of Origen and his hexapla, he put five Greek translations or perhaps it was four, four Greek translations in columns along with the Latin and the Hebrew. And if you look at the hexapla and Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, you'll see that they couldn't even translate the passage correctly because the Hebrew is corrupt. So Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 is not a viable witness that Cain is Adam's son, and there is no other witness. So we do not have to accept that Cain was Adam's son. All right, well, again, your opinion. Well, of course, but I could support it academically. All right. Okay. And, All and right. the um, New Testament denies that Cain was Adam's son. So that's another story. Well, maybe we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, all right. I'm trying to work my way from the Old, old Testament, if you want to call it that, all the way up, you know, to the viewpoints that are out now. Um, all right, so so obviously then you don't feel that um, uh, Noah's sons uh, were the progeny of the three races. That's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. That's well, absurd. I'm bringing it up. I'm just saying. Well, well, when you read the Bible, if you read Genesis chapter 1, and it keeps on repeating the phrase, kind after kind, everything after its kind. That's the first law of God given throughout Genesis that everything is created after its kind. When you look at Eve, Adam was shown every creature on earth and didn't find a suitable wife. And Yahweh God made Eve from Adam and called him, I'm sorry, Adam declared, this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. That is basically the definition of a suitable marriage in Scripture. Genesis chapter 2, flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. And you can't imagine that in Genesis chapter 10, after God had wiped out almost the entire race of Adam's descendants for what? For race mixing with the Nephilim. It says there were giants in the earth in those days. They were, that word for giant is Nephilim. And Nephilim is the plural of the Hebrew word Nephil, and it means fallen ones. The fallen angels, which are explained in Revelation chapter 12. <laughs> so those fallen ones were having sexual intercourse with the daughters of Adam. And for that purpose, God wiped out Almost that entire race of the children of Adam. So then you're going to tell me that there were three different races on the ark? That's just crazy, because God just punished all those people for race mixing. But, but you do agree, Adam, I mean, uh, Noah had three sons. He had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The nations that descended okay. from them are listed in Genesis chapter 10, 
and almost every one of those nations can be identified in history and archaeology, and they were all originally white. Every one of them. Okay. All right. Because they, 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 you know, a lot of people claim the, the, the uh, ham was the black race. Okay. Most of ham was in Mesopotamia. Only a few of the sons of Ham went to Africa, and the Egyptians and the Ethiopians and the, the people of Sheba were all from Ham, and they were all originally white, and archaeology proves that beyond a doubt. Most of Ham was in Mesopotamia, and the Hittites came from Ham, and they were white, and they're even claimed to be Indo-Europeans by modern anthropologists, which I don't agree with, but that's the way they identify them. And they were of Ham, and they weren't black, not if they were Indo-Europeans. And in Mesopotamia, there were no Negroes in Mesopotamia until the rise of Islam. All of these people are well recorded in history and archaeology, what they look like. There were no blacks there. And Cush was the empire of Nimrod, and it started in Mesopotamia, and it's right there in Genesis chapter 10. So right, how could Ham be black? Let's say, I, let's say someone asks you the question. I'm gonna ask, it's going to be like a three-part question, but you'll be able to answer easy, I think. So where, where, do you, where would you say, again, in this order, uh, I, I mean, we, you, you already mentioned white, but... So now you got the white race, black race, and Chinese race. Where do they come from? The black, the origins of blacks and Chinamen and other races is not found in the Bible, except with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, but so where do they come from? Who knows? They're corruptions. Well, I know, but I mean, you know, we, we had a descent. We can't the, answer that question but, because the Bible doesn't answer it. Okay, but but we only know. Hold it. We only know that they're related to the fallen angels for this reason, because as Christ gives the parable of the sheep and the goats and other parables in the New Testament, the destiny of the non-Adamic nations is the lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. That's their destiny. But we're not really told their origin. Okay, so I know, but this, this is really confusing to me because if, if you had to say to somebody, where did the black race, uh, where was the first black man born? What would you say? With a fallen angel? Because that's where I believe they came from, but well, I can't yeah, prove it. It's said, not in the Bible. You said the fallen angels were all killed in the flood. Who said that? I didn't say that. I said the entire race of Adam was killed in a flood, except for eight. That's what I said. Oh, okay. So now let's... The, the Nephilim weren't killed in a we flood. You got to trace that black guy somewhere. So where did that black guy come from? Well, because of their destiny, I can only imagine that their origin was with the fallen angels. But I can't prove that. But God didn't create them. They're nowhere in the, in the account of creation. He never took credit for that. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 43, Yahweh God says that he gave up Ethiopia, which was at one time a white nation, 
and Sheba, which is at one time a white nation, and Egypt. He gave them up on account of the children of Israel. And as Isaiah was writing that, Nubians had overrun all three of those nations. And that's verifiable right on Wikipedia, that in the 7th century BC, Nubians overran Ethiopia and Egypt. And they ruled over Egypt for 75 years. And we had black Egypt for 75 years. Okay, but, but uh, still, Bill, we still, you still haven't answered my question. Yes, I did, because if Yahweh gave up those nations on account of the children of Israel, no, I, I Isaiah 43.3, who did he give them I'm up to? be a pain in the ass to you. I'm, I'm trying to understand this because, you know, I, I have to talk to people too and explain this. Okay. So if you had a trade, a black person had to be born somewhere. Where was the first black person born in your mind? Do you really want me to answer in one word as simple as I can? Yeah. Hell. Okay. Well, whatever. God I mean, didn't that, create them. They're bastards. They're all bastards. God didn't create them. They are corruptions. I don't know what hell is to you, but hell is not, you know, to me, anything serious to worry about. But uh, anyway, uh, okay. So you, you just have this attitude that the, the blacks are bad and they came from hell. Well, by their fruits, you know them. All right, well. I mean, you, Bill, you, you got to understand something. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, w when you make a statement like this, it sounds stupid. I mean, no, I'm not trying to sense. sound stupid, but you asked me for a simple you answer. Say, person, you asked no, me for a simple but, answer. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to be fair with you. Uh, when you tell somebody a, a black person comes from hell, I mean, it's like, whoa, okay, um, show me that in the Bible. Well, that's certainly where they're going. And the Bible well, does state that. We're not asking where they're going. We're asking where they came from. I'm I'm Origin and destiny. I'm sorry. We'll get where they're going later. Origin okay. and destiny. So you're either something that God created that's good or you're not. Okay. So so you feel that God God didn't create the blacks then? No. They're corruptions. Okay. So, so the, I the believe they're corruptions from the fallen angels. Altogether. So, so that kind of really simplifies things in, in the rest of this conversation then. Because now when we talk about Christ coming, because obviously, you know, the, your, your belief system, uh, obviously Jesus wasn't a Jew. And I understand all that. Um, I mean, you have a whole thing about him. Uh, I mean, the uh, CI movement about him not being. But which, he is an Israelite, right? Yes. Of the tribe of okay. Judah. But none of them were Jews. All right, so Jesus was an Israelite, and this is what I've been trying to say to people, even though they take me out of context and say uh, I'm saying Jesus was a Jew and I'm not. Uh, I always try to tell people that uh, the Jews today are apostate Israelites. Would you think that's a correct statement? No, the Jews of today are descendants from the ancient Edomites. That's a correct statement. Now, some of them in part descended from apostate Israelites. That is true. Of Judah okay, and I mean, Benjamin I, I, and Levi. I can't be perfect here. I'm just trying to. I mean, you know, we can't we can't answer for every one of them. But we know the Jews are not. We know the Jews are not a true uh, blessed people from God at this point. Now we know that. I mean, at one time things were different, but now is a little different than 
what we see going on here now. I I understand that. Okay, let's get let's get into Jesus then, because obviously you're you, you consider yourself Christian, right? I mean that's what you are, um, and you believe in Christ. So you believe that that Christ only dealt with white people. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and um, anything dealing with blacks out of the picture, he wouldn't have anything to do with them. Absolutely not. Okay. Right. He wouldn't even that's, deal with the Canaanite fine. woman. And she was what we might today call white, but she was a Canaanite. The Canaanites were Ooh. apparently white. They were mixed. They were mixed with the Rethane and the Kenites okay. and with several unidentifiable races. Unidentifiable races in Genesis chapters 14 and 15, the Canaanites were mixed with, but they right. were apparently white. Okay. Well, here's, here's a question I have, okay? okay. Let's say, because you, you made a good statement in the beginning about the Christian identity being different from the white nationalists, and I agree with you because there's so many, you know, you get white nationalists that are atheists and, and, and Odinists and, I mean, you know, you know, drinking, smoking, I mean, just whoring, and, you know, they think that's a lifestyle that's fine. Okay. And I don't, I don't agree with it, all right? And then you you kind of seem like you're in a you believe in a Christian lifestyle and that's a good thing, all right. If you had a choice between a Christian, white Christian, okay, I mean a, a white nationalist who did all those things, and a black person that lived a Christian life and did good things and was a good person, who do you think God would choose? The white person every single time. Even though, even though that Christian, even though that white person was doing all those bad things. Yes, sir. Really? Oh, okay. Well, well, you know what? Let's go to the gospel. And Christ Himself had said, "Many will they, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not sacrificed in your name? Lord, Lord, have we not done wonderful works in your name?" And He said. Get away from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Okay. Now let's put that on a shelf for one second. Amos chapter 3, verse 2. Yahweh God says to the children of Israel, as they are being put off in Assyrian captivity, he says, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for your iniquities. So the white people are punished for their sin, but God is only dealing with them, period, and with nobody else, period. And it doesn't matter if anybody of any other race claims to be, Lord, Lord, have I not sacrificed in your name or done wonderful things in your name? Get away from me. I never knew you. And, and that's how you view, you'd view the, the Christ black said, Christian person? Christ said, I come but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's not going to contradict himself anywhere. If you look at Paul of Tarsus, I challenge you to ask your priest or pastor to do a sermon on Acts chapter 26, verses 6 and 7. Everywhere Paul of Tarsus went, these Gentiles, his epistles proved that he was talking to people who descended from those ancient Israelites. Everywhere. And I could explain how that happened in history in every one of those epistles. I don't care if it's the Dorian Greeks of Corinth, or if it's the Romans, or, or if it's the Galatians. I could explain 
in ancient history how those people descended from the ancient Israelites. And I could quote chapters and verses of ancient books and inscriptions to do it. So, that being said, in oh. Acts chapter 26, uh -huh. verses 6 and 7, Paul's talking in... 60, 59 or 60 AD, he's talking to Herod Agrippa II, and he said that he is bound in those chains for the hope of the promises which God made to our fathers, to our 12 tribes, for which our 12 tribes ha had that hope. I'm paraphrasing, right? But that's what he said, and Paul was only bringing this gospel of Christ to those 12 tribes, to people who descended from those tribes. And it can be established in history that that's where those peoples came from. The Dorian Greeks, the Romans, the Galatahi, the Scythians, the Macedonian Greeks, all came from the 12 tribes of Israel. The Phoenicians, originally, that's where they came from. Now, there were yeah. other white people in Europe along with them, but they're a different story. Okay. All right. So obviously, the, the scripture revelation that says uh, that that uh, all, all tribes, nations, and you know, standing before the throne, you feel all that it's all white people. That only has to do with those scattered Israelites from the tribes of Israel that are mentioned right before that in that same chapter. Where it says all tribes, people, and nations, it's talking about all the tribes, people, and nations of the promises. The promises are only to the children of Israel. If you look at Revelation chapter 21 and 22 and a description of the city of God, the city of God has 12 gates with the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. If you're not from one of those tribes, you're not getting into that city. Ever. Okay. Um, so I take it you don't have too many black friends. Zero. <laughs> and I don't care. that They're not people to me. No, no, I, I understand. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, honest with you and... I'm not condemning you. I'm just asking. Um, well, no, I'm I'm just opening my beliefs, and and I'm not afraid of them, and I could defend them, and okay, and I'm actually pretty um, proactive about defending them. So I don't want to sound like an asshole. I don't, but I am. No, I I know I, I, I'm enjoying my conversation with you. Don't don't worry. Um, have you have you had like a lot of hassle because of your views from from black group? or, you know, all these other groups, other than white groups, or maybe even white groups, I don't know, uh, because of your views, do you think, do you get much hassle from them because they think you're a racist and all that? You know, I spent 25 years of my life in jail and prison. And I had a lot more respect from blacks because I was a racist than any of those wigger motherfuckers that kiss their asses. Yeah. I had a lot more respect and they left me alone. Okay. I never had a problem. 12 uh, years I of mean, federal prison, now? I didn't have a problem. I mean, now, how, how about now? I, I, well, I live in um, the most redneck part of Florida you could get back on a swamp with gators. And, and, and <laughs> no, I don't have any problems now. <laughs> I, I don't know what you look like, Bill, but uh, do you have like tattoos all over you? I don't you know, have a tattoo. Uh, what, yeah. I don't have one tattoo. 
I wouldn't have a tattoo. Okay. My wife no, no, doesn't I'm have just, a tattoo. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just, I'm just kidding around with you. Um, I don't have a tattoo. I'm 60 uh, years old. I don't have a tattoo. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, I mean, you think you think that you know because you seem to be well known, right? I mean, you got you you're the, you you seem like you're one of the main guys with this Christian identity stuff, right? I, I'm not going to boast. Christogeny gets a quarter million visits a week. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. most of them hate me and never come back. But I, I understand. See, let me tell you something. How I feel about everybody. Okay, everybody has a right to say what they want. You have a right to hate who you want. You have a right to like who you want. Believe me, I understand. Okay, um, as long as you don't hurt people. I mean, I, if you start hurting people, then that's not a good thing. You know, no, we don't advocate that, violence. Right? Properly, you, identity would, Christians don't advocate violence. We right. advocate I'm that we defend ourselves support. when we need to. We yeah, better I mean, be able I, to do that, but we don't advocate violence. Right. No, I, I and that's how it should be. See, I, what bothers me, see, what bothers me, like, I might not agree with you 100%, but I agree with you that you have a right to say what you want to say. And, I, and, it, and it seems like you're a very nice person to talk with, uh, you know, and, and I can have a nice conversation with you. And uh, you should be able to, you know, tell people what, what you feel. And I think that's important. Um, I'm just I'm just surprised no one uh, no one's come down to, to, sh to shoot you because of uh, especially now with all this craziness going out uh, on now. You know what I mean? It's really getting kind of out of hand with all the blacks and and. Uh, all this stuff now, you know, I think the whites are starting to, I think the whites are really starting to see things, you know, the things aren't really good here, you know? Well, well, you know, I pray so, but you know, I've never been afraid. I was at Charlottesville. I was in the middle of it in Charlottesville. Yeah. Well, that, that's good. You get out of there. Nothing happened to you. I was with my wife. I brought her. Yeah. She didn't appreciate it, but she was there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at her. She's making faces at me. <laughs> oh no, I, I you know, I, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just trying. Like I said, I don't, I don't know what you look like, but you, apparently, you wouldn't look any different than anybody else on the street, right? So, I mean, you don't bring attention to yourself that that. Uh, this is, you know, you know, like the white nationalist people or or the Nazi people with, with the Nazi signs and the short hair and all that, you know. Well, well, I have the I'm biggest just, Nazi saying. site in the world, <laughs> my my um, Mein Kampf project. But but no, it there's no point in making a circus out of yourself. That's ridiculous. That's right. It's counterproductive. No, I, no I, I I understand. I think I think that's a good point. So where so where do you go from here? I, I don't know. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. I, I mean, you're asking me these general questions, and I know that some of my answers may not be sufficient for this venue and this type of conversation, but you're asking me about things that I've already presented in presentations that some of them are 30 podcasts long, and you're talking about 45 okay, so, hours. Okay, that, that's, okay, so now we'll get into that, okay, because you have have a, a website called christogenia.org. Uh, uh, christogenia. Christogenia, right? okay. And I'll put that link up in the in the end of the video, uh, in the description. And people can 
And, you know, people can go to your website and, and see what, because you get a tremendous, I mean, you have a tremendous amount of information. I mean, there's, there's, there's no, that's what actually drew me uh, to uh, wanting to talk to you because, of your, you know, you had so much information there. I said, a guy like this, he's, he's got to know what he's talking about. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. So I think, it, and, and a lot of people are getting into your, your views. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm hearing people all the time. Uh, getting into, you know, talking to me and saying this or that or putting your links up or, or all this. So I think that's, you know, that's something to say. Positive. Well, well I mean, that's, that's a blessing. Good. But I, I mean, you might think I'm nuts about some things, but we can document it all, Jim. And, and people don't have to accept it or they don't have to accept it all, but it's all there and it can be documented. Well, no, I, Bill, first of all, I don't think you're nuts. OK, I, I may not agree with you. OK, but I don't think you're nuts. All right. I mean, if you're nuts, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, many people don't do what you're doing. I mean, you you have you have a lot of information here that is information. Many people don't put information together like that. Okay. Uh, I I just I might not agree with you, but I I think that you have a lot of interesting points. How, how how's it how's that? Well, I appreciate that. Okay. You, you like how. I, Okay, you can you can accept that, right? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, interest. No, no, that's good. Um, yeah. So, do you do you guys have um, like meetings? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, you're gonna have a meeting somewhere, and all the CI people are gonna get together. Anything going on like that? No, everything I do, I do online. I, I believe that okay. anywhere that I had a meeting, I would only have trouble. Everything's done online. It's done on my own resources that I control the servers. Um, I lease 18 servers on the Internet. Now, okay. they're not all big servers. About half a dozen of them are. And the rest are just like appliances that I use for radio streams or a video chat or things like that. But Christogeny is a huge, pretty huge endeavor. I have a chat server, a forum a voice chat server, and a video chat server. The video chat server is not used a lot, but it's used periodically. That's all I can okay. say. So I, I have everything I do is online. It's virtual, and there's no trouble that way. And as long as I can keep it running myself in, in spite of all yeah. my enemies, because they've tried to take me down many times. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Do you, so it's are all you friends with the Ramsey guy? I heard some guy named Ramsey that's a CI guy also. Yeah, he's Everett Ramsey's CI light, we call him. And he does have conferences with the CI light crowd, Lawrence Blanchard, Dave Barley, Everett Ramsey. I have one friend there who attends those because he's an old timer, is Don Elmore. But the rest of them, I wouldn't give you three nickels for. Yeah, they're, they're well, all compromised. We call them compromised identity. CI guy. I'm sorry. W would you say you're the most hardline CI guy? Definitely. Okay, so you're so would you'd be like the far right of CI. Yes, that's fair. Okay, and then and who would be who would you consider the left of CI? <sighs> Eli James, Everett Ramsey, Dave Barley, Ted Wyland. Stephen Jones, James Brueggemann. They're a dime a dozen. Okay. 
And why, why is that? Because they're not strong enough? or Well, well yeah, they accept other races. They think that they're going to have some space in the kingdom of heaven or, or that they're going to have some existence on earth. And, and that's just wrong. It's not true. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, you know. Some of them think that you could convert bastards to Christians, which certainly isn't well, true. But I mean, how? Let, let me ask you this: like, because um, you don't feel you don't obviously you don't care for the Jews, but like you you believe in you you understand Hitler, right? You're a Hitler. You you know you you understand what his purpose was, right? Or what? Well, like I said, I got the biggest Hitler site on the internet, as far as I know. It's the most popular. Okay. My, my Mein Kampf project, I don't know if you've seen Hitler it. Hitler had 150,000 uh, uh, Jews in his, his military, half Jews, quarter Jews, or whatever. I mean, how do you accept that? Yeah, you know, I do believe, I don't know if it's 150,000. Adolf Hitler was looking for a national socialist Germany that was at heart German. He did not round up Jews and send them to concentration camps just because they were Jews. At the end of the war, that when, when the Allies had started to confiscate guns from German citizens, there were 5,000 Jews living in Berlin that owned guns. All the Holocaust story is bullshit. It's all Jewish post-war propaganda, which has actually been used as a cash cow for Jews for 60 or 70 years now and to, to perpetually extort the German people and to perpetually oppress the German people while also extorting the rest of the world. What the hell do we need a Holocaust museum for in Florida? I know. Or, or in Iowa. Well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You're well, talking well, to a, there was no Holocaust. The most Holocaust person here, so I, I, I expose that more than anything out there. I'm okay, I, I know a little about you from Facebook. I'm going to be honest. I don't follow nobody. I don't have time. I'm too busy producing my own original material. No, I, I understand it, but I just <laughs> want to let you know that, okay? In, in case you want to talk to somebody that that's my fault. Forte, your forte is Christian identity. My forte is World War II, the Holocaust, the Jews, the lies. That's what I do, just to let you know. Okay? Well, right, and that's but, good. Uh, Maybe we could talk about that one night because I'm, I'm sort of into that. I mean, I've done a lot of podcasts on things like um, um, if, if you if you ever want to have me on your show to talk about that, that's that's where my experience is, and I've I've done a lot on it. I'm like I said. Uh, the revisionist movement today, if you want to deal with that topic, uh, you talk with me about it. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. what I deal with. I mean, um, I did read the Barnes Review for, question, okay? for so 10, 12 years. That doesn't bother you, the fact that Hitler had uh, uh, German Jews. In, but Adolf in his, Hitler was not uh, Christian uh, identity. Adolf Hitler was not Christian identity. And it proves that the Holocaust didn't happen. Right there, that's all. That that to me proves that. I mean, I know the Holocaust didn't happen, right? Maybe a couple of hundred thousand Jews well, died of typhus and other causes in concentration camps. Big deal. Yeah. The Holocaust didn't yeah. happen. Hitler never rounded up Jews because they were Jews. He rounded up Jews because they were open, active communists or criminals, right. and put them in concentration camps for that reason. Right. 
And yeah, no, I mean, believe me, I, got, I'm, I, I, you know, like I said, you, you have to have me on your show, and I'll, I'll set you straight on all that. <laughs> well, right, but I mean, I'm saying I know about all that, and and I, my well, opinions are already pretty much formulated. I've read a lot of that literature. It's just a sideline, though, and it's something I haven't read anything about in probably 10, 12 years now. But it's just, it was a sideline for a long time. It right, was actually right. my uh, entertainment reading in prison was the Barnes Review, Dermot Rudolph books, stuff like that. Oh, well, well, now you're with all the people I'm with. I'm, I'm best friends with uh, Fred Lucha. You know who Fred Lucha is? Yeah, I do. The, the um, oh, Fred, gas chamber guy. Fred, Fred's the one that went to Auschwitz to examine the fake gas chamber. Right, that's what I said. And found I, out that the fake gas chambers. And, I read his book. Uh, in fact, I read his book when I was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. While ago. But anyway, we, we you should have both of us on your show sometime. We'll give you a good show. You know, to talk about the the whole, whole uh, lie about what happened there and what with him and all that crap there. Inter interesting information. Yeah, um, that might be good. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, look at I think uh, I didn't want this to go any more than an hour or so, but I think we covered some good points. I mean, I just wanted to get to know you as a, as a person, and you seem like a nice guy. You know, I wouldn't spread that I mean, around. You ruined my reputation. Uh, no. no, 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 no. You see, you, you know, I mean, you, you I, I thought you, you, you're a whole different type of guy than I thought you would be. Um, you, you're, you're very easy to talk to, and you, you're not ashamed to tell us how you feel. You know, that's what I like about people. I don't care what you believe, but if, if, if this is what you believe, then stand by it. Okay, and don't don't capitulate and give in to when people try to force you to believe something different. I mean, I might not believe what you believe, but I'm not going to stop you from believing what you believe. Well, well nobody's going to stop me from what believing believe. what I believe, but no, I, 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 I'm just yeah, you know, no, there's I mean, opinions, I, and there's a I'm huge a difference. To, to I, I'm sorry, just by being on my bitchu channel. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are, are going to your channel or going to your information, and they're, you know. I, by the way, are you are you a flat earther? No. Okay, that's interesting because a lot of the CI people are flat earth people, and a lot of them are nuts. And they're so not going to like me saying that, that but all. a lot of them are not. Well, you, you, you might have lost a lot of people there. I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm unapologetic <laughs> in what I believe. I, I have a section <laughs> on my Chris Degenia forum. Chris Degenia has a pretty big active forum, and I have a section there called Flat Earth is a PSYOP for Tards. And that's because, and let me qualify it, okay? I don't, if you believe the Earth is flat, I don't care. And I won't necessarily think you're a nut just for that. But too many of the flat earthers make flat earth the central point of their lives, their study, their activism, and they push it everywhere. And those people are nuts. Yeah. And in a Christian identity Bill, venue I, like Christogenia... I, I agree with you 100%. I don't give, you know, I don't give two shits, pardon my French, you know, if they want to believe it, but it's like, why the hell is it the major thing that you believe? Well, well it's right. It's like I, you can't go anywhere without them talking about it. Exactly, and that's my beef with flat earthers, and, and yeah, most I, of the flat earthers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you 100 percent on that. The shame of like, it to me. I I love the topic. I I think it's interesting. It's like, but who cares? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but the shame of it to me is that or pizza shaped. I don't know. Even uh, that's just my opinion. Right. 
even most of the flat earthers in Christian identity, people that should be studying history in their Bible, they know a lot more about flat earth than I know about the Bible. And that's, right. that's to me, that's is ridiculous. In the end, if the earth is flat, if it's round, if it's an octagon, a, a hexahedron, I don't care. The Jews still run the damn thing, and we've got to get them out of there. Right. Good. That's an excellent point, Bill. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's you, you said it right there. And I, I hope everybody, are you flat earthers, uh, understand what's going on here. <laughs> Good point. Well, Bill, look it. I don't want to hold you up anymore. Uh, this was a really, I really enjoyed this conversation with you. You're a really good guy to talk to, really easygoing guy. Um, like I said, maybe you can have us, uh, uh, myself or Fred, whatever, on your show at some point in time. You got my information there. Anytime you want to get in touch with me, that's great. And uh, keep up the good work, and uh, I'll, I'll keep plugging you. I mean, like I said, people have a right to hear what you have to say, and, um, I, you know, I'm just going to let people, let them choose. Well, well right. The information should believe. be made available and they can you pursue know? it or not. It don't matter. Right. And I'll, like I said, I'll put the link to your, your, uh, your, your uh, website and all the information. Like I said, I think once people see all the information that you put there, they'll be amazed to see what you have done. And you've done a lot of, a lot of uh, good work there. Well, look at, I'm going to uh, thank you for being on my show. Uh, again, you did a great job. And uh, we had a little problem in the beginning getting on, but uh, we finally got it done. And I'm glad I got a chance to talk with you. So well, I really thank you, Jim. You. Praise Christ, and thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, you take care and tell your wife thank you also. Take care. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. <laughs>